Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Parsley Shop with Joel and Kim, supported by DownloadTennis.com. On today's Wimbledon preview, Roger Federer lands in the opposite half to Djokovic. Defending champ Simona Halep is out. And Katie Swan becomes the first British ladies qualifier in 20 years. Kim, just as the French Open is finished, we are moving swiftly on to our third Grand Slam of the season, Wimbledon, just around the corner, starting on Monday after a two-year hiatus, which is crazy in itself. I mean, just before the podcast, I I forgot, I actually forgot Court One had a roof. It's been that long, Kim. Yeah, and you were worried about the rain next week, and I was saying to you, oh, you don't have to worry. You're quite smug. You've got two uh, show courts as your ticket options, whereas I will be sitting on the hill... Um, with a umbrella over me, trying to <laughs> keep dry and watch whatever tennis I can. Um, <laughs> hopefully with a pims in my hand to kind of ameliorate the situation. But um, yeah, the forecast doesn't look too good for next week. So I don't care hope- now. I don't care now, Kim. Now that you've to- now that you've reminded me that Court One actually does have a roof. Um, maybe I'm just gonna like look over to Hemman Hill and I'm just gonna see a solitary figure, i.e. yourself, just drinking a pims tragically in in the rain watching on the big screen and I'll be all kind of dry watching my ready to look forward to watching my my live tennis on my show court well I I will get the sympathy of everyone (laughs) else watching at home and I'm sure I won't be the only one I'm sure despite the reduced capacity Henman Hill is going to be just as busy as as it could can be, I think, because um, it does attract large crowds at the best of times. But, um, well, let's hope for the best. Um, but we've got some draws to discuss, uh, first of all, before we get to uh, any live tennis actually happening. And, yeah, there's, uh, it's really difficult, I think, this year to predict because we've had, you know, two years away from the grass courts. A lot of players are coming into the tournament without having actually played a warm-up event they don't have any like matches on grass, some injury doubts, perhaps. We don't really know what to expect from a lot of people, which makes it very hard to try and predict. I mean, the women's draw alone is just hard to predict because we, we speak every time uh, when a grand slam comes around that the, the, the quality runs so deep. And on top of that, as you said, the fact that we've got injuries, we've got um, you know players who haven't had any match practice, um, it really just is going to open up potentially into very some potentially some surprising you know some surprising results. We saw that at the French Open, you know, particularly in the, the ladies section where you know we had a surprise final that no one was predicting. And you know, I guess it could be the same at Wimbledon. Um, you know, in just over two weeks' time, we will we will have to see. But as you said, we've got some draws to look at on the men's side. 
and the women's side. And in true passing shot fashion, we are going to be doing some predictions. And our listeners will also uh, be able to hear our collector set player picks as well, which we will be announcing at the end of the episode. So there is a lot of a lot of exciting things to come, as well as all the all the tennis we've got on this week at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, you know, there's, there's we're sort of previewing and reviewing a little bit as well <laughs> at the same time. Um, let's start with the men's draw, shall we? Because, I mean, if there's one thing we can be certain about, Joel, is that Novak Djokovic is probably going to win. win his sixth Wimbledon <laughs> title. Well, yeah. so we just live, should we just leave our men's preview there, there then? Yeah, it's probably no point. We'll just put a stamp, <laughs> Djokovic, tick, uh, on we go, right, women next. <laughs> um, I mean, the question is perhaps how many sets will he lose? Arguably none, because he's actually got a pretty easy draw. I mean, I would say his most interesting match is actually his first round match because he's got Jack Draper. So British interest, you know, he did well at Queen's, got to the quarterfinals. You know, he's got a great game for for a grass court, but you know, obviously, I wouldn't expect him to to get anywhere near Novak, but I'm I'm I am very pleased for Draper that he's got a big occasion, he's got a show court. Um, I think that will will help him, and I think that's kind of what you want when you're playing your first Wimbledon in the in the adult draw. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he would have seen that, and he's going to be absolutely relishing that opportunity to come up against one of the the greatest of all time. You know, this is probably what you know he's kind of dedicated his his life for. You know, up until this moment, the chance to go out and play one of the big three, probably on on centre court on, on Monday first thing, it's going to be a really I think fitting occasion. I think to you know open up open up Wimbledon again. It's got the, you know, the interest of the British public, the fact that, you know, Jack Draper has, has come up and, you know, we've seen him at, at Queen's do, you know, really well. You know, I spoke about it being his, you know, sort of his, his coming out tournament. And who knows, maybe this Wimbledon could be his coming out Grand Slam. You know, he's got previous here in terms of the, you know, the, the boys singles, um, you know, doing really well there in, in the past. And, you know, coming up against Novak Djokovic, I don't think he's going to be one to shy away from the occasion I think he's going to absolutely kind of drink it in every single moment I don't think there's going to be any sign of nerves I think he's just going to go out there and just just show just show everyone um you know show you know that Djokovic show the fans show everyone on TV kind of what Jack Draper is about and you know that match against Djokovic in round one is probably the the perfect opportunity to do that because you know we we you know we see his game and you know it, it I think it starts with that you know that big sort of lefty serve and the fact that he's going to be coming up against one of the the best returners in the you know in the history of tennis, I think that's going to be a you know a challenge that I think he's yeah as I said he's going to be looking forward to. Yeah, I'm quite excited just to see how well he gets on, and perhaps it's the best time to play Djokovic because you know mm. Novak has been in the doubles in Mallorca this week, uh, got to the final, but withdrew um, supposedly because of a foot injury for, or for his partner. But I'm sure it was just because Novak obviously needed to just wanted to, to get fly to, to London. Exactly. So he's got a few (laughs) matches under his belt, um, you know, in the doubles on the grass court. He'll have a weekend of practice, which is probably enough for a five time champion. Um, So, I mean, you'd expect him to come through relatively easy. He has got Kevin Anderson in the the second round, assuming Anderson was to get there, which is, is a repeat of the 2018 final. But, you know, Anderson, he's kind of a shadow of of the player he was back in, you know, three years ago now. So wouldn't expect him to trouble Novak too much. And then, to be honest with you, after that, you know, Djokovic has got some, I would say, relatively easy 
opposition, um, the likes of Davidovich, Fakina, potentially Monfils, Christian Garin as the kind of higher ranked opponents. But whether any of those players would actually get there is another thing. Um, in terms of his quarterfinal, Andre Rublev, um, do you see him being much of a threat? He did get to the final um, last week in, in Halle, uh, losing to Ugo Umber. But I... I'm, I'm, for me, I'm not convinced that Rublev is, I mean, he, yes, he could very well get to the quarterfinals, but I wouldn't say he poses any sort of threat to, to the, to the title. <laughs> I don't see it. I still think he's relatively inexperienced that, you know, at this stage at Wimbledon, um, you know, best of five on, on a grass. I think this is only his, his third time here. Um, and I think that's gonna, think that is gonna count. He's also got some kind of tricky, I think, opposition. He could come up against Lloyd Harris. Fabio Fognini as well, potentially in the third round. So I don't think it's a necessarily a done deal that, that we'll see a Djokovic-Rublev quarterfinal. But I certainly think even if he, he does get there, I think Djokovic is just going to have too much too much smarts really to um to not really be troubled by that and you know i think rublev will want to give a you know a good account of himself here you know he didn't have a great french open and you know he did start his season right his grass court season right in halle so he'll he'll look to want to kind of continue that but you do feel kind of the the lack of experience might kind of count against him in terms of you know potentially getting through i think to the the second week I'm surprised that Gail Monfils is actually still the 13th seed. Like, I, mm. I swear he has had really poor results and really struggled of late. I'm, I'm surprised that he's actually still up there in terms of the seedings. But I guess it's, you know, because of the, the ranking system. And I mean, Kim, just interestingly on the, the Djokovic-Kevin Anderson potential kind of second round, I, I agree with you. I think that match probably was more exciting and could have been more 50-50, I think, maybe a few kind of seasons ago. But there's a little bit of interesting subtext there because Djokovic, as we all know, um, is kind of one of the key components of the PTPA, the the Professional Tennis Players Association. Um, But Kevin Anderson is the president of the ATP Player Council. So it's a weird sort of, you know, (laughs) Star Wars-esque, I think. You know, well, some people might see it as a Star Wars-esque kind of good side and... Uh, dark side uh, you know face off there um, which is quite interesting particularly because up to the again kind of the the noise I think around the PTPA has sort of uh, has increased um, in the build-up to Wimbledon um, on kind of social media it looks like they're kind of getting their affairs in order I see they've added some more structure some more hires and there has definitely been some back and forth with the ATP particularly over a strategic plan for the next 30 years where the PTPA are basically not happy um, about it going to a vote given it is a you know pretty big thing for the next 30 years and they feel as players are completely in the dark Um, so there's kind of social media kind of going on at the moment about kind of potentially putting a delay to that vote and you know the ATP understandably not happy in terms of seeing it as an attack on you know their governing body Um, so there's a little bit of a yeah interesting subplot there, but again the PTPA has has come up. I think I don't know if this is like their thing, but I feel like it. I feel like him every time a, a Grand Slam comes around the corner, the PTPA is it's the the moment for the PPTA PTPA to to make their to make their statement. 
Yeah, they always try and bring it out like right before a slam, which is interesting timing. But maybe Anderson will be fired up as a result of that. And... <laughs> you will accept this 30-year plan from the ATP. <laughs> and here's, here's an ace to prove it. Well, he did actually beat, um, he, sorry, he didn't beat Novak, but he was two sets up against Novak in 2015 and then lost in five. I think that was when they came back the next day and it was a very different uh different story when they did but um yes we will we will see on that one I mean Yannick Sinner is also in this section of the draw but he has got quite a tough opener against Marton Fuksovic so I'm not too convinced that Sinner is gonna yeah he lost the Draper at Queens I'm, I haven't seen enough really like with many players haven't seen enough on a grass court yet to uh to really know what to expect but um let's drop down to the bottom section of the top half where we actually have Stefanos Tsitsipas fresh off the back of a Roland Garros final so he would be projected to meet Novak in the semi-final should he get there but I feel like Tsitsipas there's a big question mark isn't there over him because often we find when players you know reach their first slam final or you know break through that there is a bit of a hangover and in their next tournament they they do struggle with either like expectation or they they just can't quite get fired up again and you know he hasn't played any matches on grass uh, in in the run-up you know he pulled out of of Haller so we really don't know what to expect um you know sits pass on a grass court I don't think the two have sort of historically so far gone together um I don't know if he's headed for an, an early an early exit or if he'll justify his seeding he's he has done really well in slams of late but you know grass can be completely different it's such a quick turnaround, isn't it? And he is playing back-to-back Grand Slams. Uh, as you said, he's not played any sort of grass court build-up events. He had that, he took that perplexing now wild card into Haller, which he then decided against. And he's really had no match practice beyond maybe probably some, you know, a couple of practice, practice sets at Wimbledon. Um, and, you know, his first round match is against Francis Tiafo, which... For me, Kim is a bit surprising. I did actually realise Francis Tiafo wasn't seeded. Um, I thought he's had a you know pretty all right kind of season so far. He, he looked pretty good, I think, in his, his defeat to Shapovalov at, at Queens. So I think that is going to be a real test for for Sissipas. And although he, you know, had a I think you know a good sort of bedding in time with the you know the clay and all the you know the master series events up to kind of Roland Garros, the fact that he's not been afforded that time here. You know, might count against him and yeah. you know I just just also I just think in terms of his his game and, and how it kind of stacks up on a, on a tennis court I do I do wonder about his you know when you see his his ground strokes in kind of full flight there is sort of a bit kind of a big of a a, a wind up there I think and he's not going to be afforded that time on on a grass court and therefore I do wonder if his timing might be might might be a thing for him potentially so i think there's going to be challenges with you know his game and making sure he adapts it to a a grass court because although it might work very well on a clay he's going to have to make i think some tweaks in order for it to be effective on the grass yeah and we don't know how you know being two sets up in the french open final how that will still be perhaps playing on his mind you know it was quite a heartbreaking defeat and I think he also lost his grandmother as well um on the on the same day I think uh or on that certainly that finals weekend so perhaps going through a bit of personal um grief as well um which obviously won't help um unless he can channel that in, in the right way um yeah TFO first round not ideal you know Pospisil Hatchinov big servers on a grass court you know Dimonor in the fourth round who's 
very, very impressive so far on the grass uh, this season with a semi in Queens and a, a final or better in Eastbourne. So, yeah, I I was really hesitant, I think, to to put Sitzbass in my semi-finals. Um, but then I was thinking, well, who else in this section would potentially come through? And I was looking at perhaps Roberto Bautista Agut, who made the semis two years ago. I completely forgot that actually happened, Kim. It's been so long. <laughs> Would you perhaps go for, I mean, Andy Murray's in this section of the draw draw <laughs> uh, against Basilashvili in the first round. Uh, you know, Andy's obviously got a wild card. Not ideal being drawn against a seeded player. There's certainly a whole host of other names he could have uh, been drawn against them that would instill more confidence. But what do you think Andy's going to be able to do, like, look, given the draw that he's been he's been given? Yeah, I mean, I think we yeah we both know that Basashvili is a player who does blow hot and cold, and I'm hoping that he blows cold. Um, you know, in the in this kind of first round match, I think it's I think it's certainly winnable for Murray, and you know, given the tennis that we saw in Queens, I know you know he would have probably wanted to have gone further, but you know, in the manner of his defeat against uh, you know Berrettini, yes, I think it was it was pretty. You know, let's be honest, it was pretty um, you know, routine, but I still think there was enough there for me to think that, you know, potentially he could, you know, win, win a few matches. I don't, you know, I don't think any, even the most diehard, you know, Andy Murray fans are probably you know, not expecting him to, you know, get to, you know, semi-finals or further, for example. But I certainly think that, you know, he can certainly trouble um, all of these kind of players, and, you know, we'll go there, you know, expecting to win. You know, he's had some good times at Wimbledon, obviously, in the past as a, you know, multiple time Grand Slam champion here. And I think he will want to kind of remember those moments because it's been it has been so long since we've seen him, um, you know, on these courts. And I think he will you know, do himself a world of good, I think, of just to try and think back to those moments and, and channel that, uh, you know, that energy and that enthusiasm and all that you know, all of the, all of that, what came with those, those runs, um, into kind of this moment to, you know, potentially, yeah, become inspired once again, because you might need to go and find another level to, to come through. Um, he could potentially, if he gets past Bastanashvili, he could face Shapovalov in round three. Now, I think, fe- fe- realistically, my realistic kind of <laughs> Andy Murray hat on, I kind of see that as the step too far. I think Shapovalov's look kind of pretty good um so far um and i just wonder whether you know we'll we'll have to wait and see but i think if andy is getting to round three i i think that would be for me personally that would be kind of job done yeah i think it's kind of maybe 70 30 weighing towards bachelorsville for that first oh, that's a round bit hard. 70 30 <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i hope that if andy does lose that he that it's close and he goes out with a bang and and it's not sort of a whimper. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I mean, with a centre court crowd behind him, perhaps, you know that will probably help a lot. But I just Baslashvili got to the semis in Hala. He had a good match against Rublev. He's not, you know, he he can put it together. He's he's not a, you know, he's not um, <laughs> he's not someone to be underestimated. Yeah, it's certainly one. You know, it's certainly one match at a time. This is not you know get to the second week and, and go from there. It's yeah, it's it's let's see, taking it kind of day by day, because the other thing we don't know is is how his body is going to kind of hold up. Um, This is best of five set tennis. And, you know, it's been it's it is hard and he's not had a lot of game time. He's had a few matches 
you know, on the, on the grass at Queens in, in best of three formats. So again, it's going to be very, very tough. So let's kind of wait and see. Um, but yeah, I know a few, there are a few, there are a few doubters that are sort of expect him to go out in the first round. I think he'll go a bit further, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Indeed. Uh, and just a, a few other Brits actually in this section of the draw. We've got Dan Evans against Feliciano Lopez. Now, Dan <laughs> Evans hasn't really had the greatest of, you know, results at Grand Slam level. And I feel like this could also be a p- potential banana skin in the first round. We we know how much Lopez loves a grass court. You know, he hasn't had a very good form this season on the grass court, but I wouldn't put it past him to suddenly draw a performance out the bag. I think that is going to be an old school grass court matchup you know play net net rushing serve and volley whatever it is i think we're going to see that in that that match but i certainly think that is a quite a tricky opener for dan evans um jay clark also in this quarter has igor gerasimov i only bring this up kim because i watched a bit of gerasimov versus songa at eastbourne and gerasimov won in straight sets very comfortably and it just made me feel really sad about joe wilfred songa and where where he is at the moment he, he he's such a great player such a likable personality it's just sad seeing him lose to to Grasimov who I think it was his first ATP tour level win on a grass court it just didn't feel right but maybe maybe Jay Clark will be able to um you know get, get one over Grasimov but um who knows <laughs> well indeed I mean Liam Brody I I'm going to tip for a win because he's got Chechenato first round who you know, loves the clay court, but I'm not so sure about the grass. And Brody got a win over TFO in Eastbourne. So I am going to make a punt and say Brody's into the second round, but <laughs> uh, we shall see. <laughs> Literally, we're saying we shall see every second line on this podcast. <laughs> uh, let's move to the bottom half of the draw because um, obviously all eyes will be on uh, Roger Federer in this section, um, who isn't the second seed. That is Daniel Medvedev. But I think in many people's minds Federer is probably the natural second seed but um let's start at the top half of the bottom half if that makes sense um where we actually well the top seed is actually uh, Sasha Zverev in this section but again perhaps people might be looking more towards Matteo Berrettini recent Queen's champion um you know great game for a grass court and I mean for me, this this is perhaps the most interesting quarter because I do think you've got quite a number of names jumping out here who are going to do their level best to to make it through to a semi-final, potentially against Federer. Um, for me, you know, Berrettini's Zverev, but also Ugo Umber, who recently won Haller. Um, although he's got a very interesting first round, Joel. Uh, do you happen to know who that's again? <laughs> against one of your favourite players, Kim, Nick Kyrgios. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was doing some reality show in Australia, but obviously not. <laughs> yeah, that one, I would guess. Well, whatever it was, it was short-lived because, yeah, Nick Kyrgios is back. He is playing Wimbledon. I don't know if he's, you know, got bored and wants to, you know, play some tennis again. I don't know if this is going to be a one-off or he's coming back to the tour properly. But he's he is going to face Umber in the first round, which is... That's going to be very tough. I mean, Nick Kyrgios is a very talented player. We've all seen that in the past, but he's been off because of the pandemic for, you know, must be pushing 18 months now. And well, he did play, he did play at the Australian Open. With oh, forget. sorry. Sorry. But I forget that. Apart sorry. from that, but yeah, yeah. apart from that. <laughs> but, you know, it's regardless of how talented you are, I don't know how much, um, you know, work he's been putting in 
you know at, at home uh in terms of the you know as i said in terms of those kind of hard yards and to come up against someone like umber who had that phenomenal run in haller that is going to be that is going to be very very tricky and although i think you know the fans will absolutely lap it up i think with with kyrios being back there as a, an entertainer you know it, it could feasibly see his his singles um his time in the singles competition could be potentially a little bit short-lived Indeed. And I think Umber has reached the fourth round of Wimbledon before. So, but you also looking at Felix Auger-Aliassime, perhaps who's had very decent results on, on grass so far this year. I mean, he would actually play Umber in that third round. So not I'd the best draw for, for either of them, but yeah, very attractive match if so. Um, Karatsev's also lingering, Kasper Rude, John, John Isner. Isner. Yeah, it's quite loaded, isn't it? That bit. No one is talking about John Isner, and you can just—I ne- just see he's one of those players. You could just—you can just never rule out John Isner on a on a grass court. So, you know, I think yeah, this quarter is particularly particularly spicy. You've got quite a few dangerous kind of floaters in there. You know, OJ Aliassim. You know, how is he going to be after you know that win against uh, you know Federer in in Halle? I think he lost to to Rublev in the semis, but his confidence is going to be sky high again didn't have a great kind of French open. Um, yeah. So it's, it's going to be a very tough to predict quarter for that. And, you know, with Berrettini, although he's a player, you know, we've seen his, you know, seen him do really well recently on, on the grass Again, There's going to be that level of expectation there now that how is he, you know, how is he going to, you know, have that, you know, how is he going to play with that on him? Um, I think, I still think he's going to be very cool, calm and, and collected. He's not really, I feel like an, an emotional guy, like, you know, there are other players on the circuit, but again, it's, it's, it's still a bit of an, an unknown. And although I th- would say Berrettini's probably the favorite in that quarter, particularly given that, you know, yes, Verev is there, but he's never had a top 10 win at a, at a grand slam. Um, again, for Berrettini, there might be that little extra pressure that he might be feeling that he is now probably expected to get to the, the semi final. Yeah, I think realistically it will still come out of Zverev or Berrettini. I know Zverev, yeah, he he doesn't have wins against top players at slams, but I feel like of late he's been quite consistent in slams. And despite going perhaps two sets down here or there, he comes through in the early rounds, even when he's not playing very good tennis and he gets the job done, which gives me some confidence that he will um, get to at least the quarterfinals but uh, I, I you know um and just a note i think faa lost to umber in Halle, so they would potentially re have a rematch oh, yes. um, so he might be yes. on for revenge perhaps if, if that does happen but i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't be surprised if kyrios won that first round either so you know as is nick kyrios's way i know he he must be incredibly lacking in match practice but you know he loves the crowd he he might just win his way through lots of trickery but uh <laughs> um i mean let's look at the the bottom segment which does have roger federer in uh, and daniel medvedev i mean looking at their first round matches alone medvedev really has got the short straw he's got jan leonard struff who beat him uh in Halle in the first round and they've got a rematch already uh so i'm sure medvedev it's probably thinking, oh no, here we go again. Um, I mean, Medvedev's in the Mallorca Open final, so he's got some wins under his belt and, you know, getting into a bit of form on a grass court. But I do not have confidence that he will even get past Struff, to be honest. Yeah, Medvedev is a really interesting one because I think, you know, with the, the French Open, 
again, he had a really tough draw and he just sort of came through it a lot easier than than mm. we were expecting. That is true. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be the case here. But as you said, it's it looks quite tough on paper because he, he has Struth in the, in the first round who he lost to in Haller. Um, he could potentially face Chilich um, in the third round. He might even face Dimitrov in, in the fourth round, although that I think would remain to be seen. And then Federer in uh, the quarterfinals. So, you know, Medvedev, you, you look at his game and you think, yeah, it should it should work quite well. You know, he plays quite a flat game. That should just kind of speed off the, you know, when it hits the grass, big serve. Um, you know, you should you can see why he can do well, but he's I don't think actually reached the second week here. So even though he's the, the second seed... Um, you know, uh, there's still going to be, I think, a lot of a lot of work to be done for him to, I think, be be installed as one of the, you know, the the favourites. Because I think at the moment, even though he is the second seed, you, you'd still probably put him in the chasing pack, and and probably I would, I mean, I would put him even behind probably someone like Berrettini, who is seated below than him. Would you say, uh, obviously, Federer's in the section? Would you say that? Federer is still a favourite over Medvedev, though, obviously, given given past form on a grass court. If I'm a, a Fed fan looking at this draw, I think I would be pretty happy in two respects, in the sense that I'm in the other, I'm in the, the half opposite Novak Djokovic, but also I'm in the, probably the, the easier quarter in the, you know, in that bottom half. I certainly don't see there being many sort of demons for him to kind of, come through in the, the earlier rounds I mean yes he's got Manorino who's doing quite well this week um, but you know Gasquet in round two that should be you know that should be fine could face Cam Norrie in round three which could be an interesting one I think that could be quite tricky trickier than probably maybe a lot of people might you know might expect um, but I would still expect Federer to come through that and then Kareno Buster or Sonigo in round four again I think he should be, you know, he should be coming through that. And if it does, if it does happen that we get a Federer Medvedev quarterfinal, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, regardless of that defeat that he, that Fed had against FAA in Halle, I still would put Fed as the the slight favourite. I just, I'm, I'm still sceptical about his fitness and his longevity. He's only had two grass court matches and the likes of Sonigo. Sonigo is in the uh, Eastbourne final, I believe. Um, PCB was in the Mallorca semis and like they've had a lot more matches and, and I, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to beat Federer, but I just think if Federer gets embroiled in a lot of four setters, uh, five setters perhaps, in the earlier rounds, he really needs to kind of whiz through, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's really good that, I mean, I hope Cam gets to the, f- the the third round. I would love to see him come up against Federer to see what he could do. And I mean, it's a bit unlucky for, for Norrie because he's had Rafa in the last two slams in the third round. So were he to get there, you know, he's coming up against another great of the game. But, you know, that would be absolutely, I mean, this is his first slam where he'll, he'll be seeded. So, um I hope he can like justify his seeding and carry on his good form. He's got, yeah, I think decent matches for his first two rounds. So touching all the wood in the world uh, <laughs> for that one. I mean, I was also quite interested. Lorenzo Massetti against Hubert Herkaj is a first round. And Herkaj has not really been in, in great form of late. And obviously we saw what Massetti can do on a clay court. So I'm quite intrigued to see what he's going to be doing on grass. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, there's a lot of interesting, I think, round one matches. I mean, looking forward to the round one popcorn um, in, uh, you know, starting what on Monday, Monday and Tuesday. You know, we've talked about some of those matches, Djokovic versus Draper, Sissipas, Tiafo. I mean, Kim, some of the other matches, again, we've got some absolutely fantastic, uh, you know, th- fantastic matchups. And I'm I'm looking at Seb Corda versus Alex de Menor. That for me, I mean, we always, we always, when draws come out, talk about, oh, that has five sets written all over it. And I think Corda de Menor, <laughs> if there is one match, I'm like, that's got five sets written all over it. I think it's that one. I, I do think so. Yeah. I mean, de Menor is obviously doing really well, but he might be a bit tired from playing a final um, tomorrow. Was Corda be a bit fresher perhaps, but I'd still expect ADM to come through that. But I, I do think, Ooh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think in five. Dangerous Lurker, um, mm. Seb Corda. Um, I mean, you've got Schwartzman versus Pear. That that could be quite that could be quite fun. What else do you have? I mean, Vidasco, Dimitrov. Dimitrov. I mean, that's, that's a, what? Got, that's, that's a match from like 2010, isn't it? It's a very pretty match as well. So uh, <laughs> I do. I was. I was saying to you before we started recording. What if Griggle goes on another run to the semis? Like, is he capable? Like, I feel like there's going to be a rogue men's semi finalist, and and you know he he does have the potential to put together random random runs. But then I also have a, have a feeling about Marin Cilic. But am I getting ahead of myself just because he won a, a you know the Stuttgart title <laughs> the other week? Um, yeah, but oh, I don't know. <laughs> Shall we make some like random predictions, Joel? Before we go to the women's <laughs> yes. draw, yes. yes. Okay. Predictions. So right. I mean, I assume we've both got Djokovic winning. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so yes, I have gone for my predictions uh, for the men's twenty twenty one championships at Wimbledon. Um, I've got Djokovic Opelka uh, in my top. Top half semi-final. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think Djokovic is dropping a set uh, en route to the final. If um, you know, uh, I think Opelka. I certainly just think that. Yeah, that bottom, that second quarter, I think is quite open. Um, I don't really see um, who is it. I don't really see RBA. Nope. I don't see Kachinov. I don't see Sissipas getting there. And I think someone like Opelka channeling maybe the you know the the success i think of you know someone like john isner on you know on the grass at, at wimbledon i think he could be i think he could be quite dangerous uh and if his serve is on form and you know he's got we, we've talked about how his how good his movement is and you know his can back it back that up with his ground strokes and if you can keep the point short um i think opelka might have a outsider chance of getting to the semi-finals certainly certainly feel like he could get to the the second week but yeah I've got Djokovic Djokovic Apelka in my kind of top half semi-final and then by bottom half semi-final I've got a bit more bit more to the form book I've got Berrettini versus Federer I see okay uh right I've gone Djokovic obviously as well um and then I was debating between Sitspass and then I thought no I, I just don't I don't feel it. So I've gone for Alex de Menor, uh, but based on the full book, even though in the past I haven't really rated him that much, but I just feel like I couldn't pick anyone else from that section. So I'm going for him as a rogue wild pick. And then the other half, I'm actually going for Zverev, um, just 
based on the fact that even though he doesn't he hasn't played particularly great tennis uh of late but he seems to make his way through somehow um okay. so you think I'm he's going to finally get a top 10 win uh, well, I guess he'll probably have to to get there. So, yes, <laughs> yeah. I think he will. <laughs> and then I'm actually going to go for Marin Cilic in my other semi-final. And that is, I just, I don't have confidence in Federer. I apologise, Fed fans. I'm just, I don't know. I am I just don't have a feeling that he's going to do uh, as well as people would hope. I'm sure he'll prove me wrong. Um, so I've actually got a Djokovic-Zverev final. Uh with obviously Djokovic winning uh, very comfortably. <laughs> okay, I've got a well, I've got a Djokovic Federer rematch, and I have got Djokovic winning as well. Um, yeah, I've, I I I I disagree with you, Kim. I think Federer. I just don't see a lot of demons in his path, and I think he might spring a surprise. I know there's going to be murmurs and, and questions around his, his kind of fitness and I think it will be a case of he needs to get these matches over and done with in three sets because I do think the longer they go on there's more chance that his game might you know might go south or, or drop off a cliff like that third set against FAA but um yeah I've got a Djokovic Federer final but yeah I cannot you just you just cannot see at the moment past Novak Djokovic winning winning his sixth Wimbledon which would be very interesting because if that happens, Federer, Nadal and Djokovic will all be on 20 singles Grand Slams each. And on that note, we shall take a quick break, I think. Uh, <laughs> do join us in the second half where we'll be looking at the women's draws as well as announcing our collector set for Wimbledon. So see you in a moment. This episode of The Passing Shot is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming to ensure you can always have new balls, please. And just in time for the grass court season, Manscaped have launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the appropriately titled Lawnmower 4.0. Over lockdown, tending to my nether regions has become an important routine, including the all-important issue of ball trimming. I love the lawnmower's smooth, comfortable grooming experience that gives me next-level attention to detail. And it makes an excellent gift for a male partner, friend or family member who maybe has a bit too much ball fuzz down there. So the Lawnmower 4.0 will serve up a right treat. Use Manscaped now with our exclusive code PSPOD20 to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. That's PSPOD20. Links in the description. Your balls will thank you. This is The Passing Shot with Joel and Kim, supported by DownloadTennis.com. And now we're going to move on to discussing the women's singles draw, which I think it's fair to say is anyone's guess. <laughs> and if anyone is putting money on one of uh, the 128 women to win, then good luck they to you. Win. because they could win. Because, yeah, it could you be. could win a fortune. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because you've got, you know, like ladies who have just won their first title, like Samsonova, Onjibor, you know, they've won a title on grass, they're in good form. And then you've got, you know, Krachichka, who's just won the French Open, um, yet we haven't seen her play since. So we don't know what to expect from her. Um, then we've got Serena Williams, obviously multiple time champion and gunning for that, you know, 24th slam. Uh, we've got top seed Ash Barty, who's back from, from injury. Um, one person we don't have is Simona Halep, who unfortunately, you know, 
is the defending champion, but has had to pull out with an ongoing calf injury. So um, she announced that before the draw this morning. Um, I guess not a massive surprise because we knew she was struggling with it, but it is a real shame because, you know, the way she won Wimbledon two years ago was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, I would have loved to have seen her back on the grass. Yeah, that was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? We saw we saw her on, I think, you know, on social media go over to the All England Club and that raised some sort of hope that she might uh, have been able to, uh, you know, defend her title. But sadly, it wasn't to be, um, as you said, I think she's got a, a kind of calf injury that she sustained earlier on in the season. And, you know, judging, I think, from kind of the post she's been putting out on her, her own account. It sounds like she's really desperate to get back out on the court. And I think it's such a shame for, you know, Halep not being able to be at the French Open or Wimbledon. Um, you know, I don't know what the, the, the kind of the time frame is on it, but yeah, no one wants to see a situation where the defending, well, the, the current champion isn't able to get out there and at least, you know, put a challenge up for, you know, for her own title. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and as a result, um, I think she was, am I right in thinking she was going to be seeded second? So Sabalenka now becomes the second seed. Um, l- let's begin, I guess, uh, as logically we should with the top of the draw, um, which has Ash Barty number one seed, uh, beginning. And I, I don't know who will kick off the women's event on the Tuesday because normally that is the defending champion. So I don't know if they would give it to Serena as the defending finalist. I think that probably is what will happen, but, um, yeah, Ash Barty. She she's got quite an interesting first round herself. She's got Carla Suarez Navarro, who is on her you know retirement tour. Uh, did very well, uh, you know, in the French, like in terms of her performance and that match against Lynn Stevens. Yeah, mm, yeah, very very impressive. And Ash Barty obviously hasn't played since the second round of the French Open when she pulled out injured. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect Barty to lose, but CSN has form on a grass court. I think she's reached the quarters at Wimbledon well, at least once. And I, you know, it's not ideal for Barty. And I mean, her draw, you know, possibly Krachichkova fourth round. I don't know what to expect of Krachichkova, I have to say. She's in this segment of the draw, but, um, you know, what she did at the French Open was absolutely remarkable. And I, I just don't know if she will have a hangover, like like we were saying about Sitsipas. I don't know with this expectation you know, she's gone up in the rankings. She's the 14th seed here. People are looking to her. They're expecting things. Like, how is that going to change her her performance? Do you know, in a weird way, I still don't think a lot of people are expecting anything <laughs> from Barbara <laughs> Krachichkova. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think she's just going to kind of go about her business very quietly. And yes, she is the, you know, reigning French Open champion. But I think, you know, there's... Again, I just don't think there is that, that expectation, and arguably, maybe there's more expectation on her, her doubles partner Sinyakova, who is ha- who's having a great, uh, great week at the moment on the grass. I think in oh, in Bad Hamburg, uh, no, Bad bo- Bad, bad Homburg, Bad Homburg, <laughs> that's the one. Yes, um, but yeah, I mean, just talking on Barty, yeah, I mean, CSN in in round one, yes, you're right, CSN is a. You know, yes, she is Spanish, but she's one of the more, I think, acclimatised to grass court Spanish players. And, you know, I don't know if there's still an injury doubt over Barty. I mean, she's been all smiles, uh, you know, in, in the build up. But, it, I, you know, I, I, we've not really seen her. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure how she's kind of going to kind of get on. Um, you know, she could come up against Conta as well in, in round three, Conta or Sinyakova. Azarenka in the quarterfinals feels potentially where it could get 
interesting. And I think Azarenka, who I think she pulled out of her kind of semi-final um, this week uh, in, was it in Bad Homburg again? Humber. Yeah, in Bad Homburg. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, looked, she, looked, she looked quite good, I thought. And, you know, she can stay fit uh, again. I think we can't really count out Azarenka given, you know, what she's done in Grand Slams before, what she's done at Wimbledon before. So um, I think that might be quite interesting. I feel like there's a lot of players that are vying for Ash Barty even though she's the top seed, this isn't like a Novak Djokovic situation where you ex- we're expecting her to kind of walk it through to the, the semifinals. Yeah, she's quite a vulnerable top seed, I think. Um, mm. Sorry, I'm still laughing to myself, Joel, because I liked your disclaimer about Suarez Navarro. Yes, she is Spanish, but... <laughs> and it's like, I'm sure Rafa and uh, Garbina Muguruza would have words to say about that both <laughs> Wimbledon champions and they are Spanish um but yes uh I think Azarenka I don't know if she pulled out of her match because it was like preventative obviously sensible decision but you also have Sevastova who's had an all right week in um Eastbourne Akiki Burton's I, well Kiki Burton's I'm confusing her with Elise Mertens ignore what I just said um she's got <laughs> Kiki Burton's is due to retire isn't she this year she announced um she sort of had enough so I wouldn't expect her to actually even come through her first round because she's got Marta Kostuk who's been in, in good form of late so yeah um if Burton's gets deep into the tournament I would be surprised but you never know she might sort of have one last hurrah perhaps um I mean Krachichkova's got Torson, Clara Torson in the first round, which is not easy. Um, you know, the young Dane. Annette Contivate as well. Uh, she's in the Eastbourne final. I'm, I'm never sure with, with players who are playing like just before, you know, the slam, whether they're going to pick up an injury or they've played too much. So it's great that they've got this form coming in, but I'm always a bit wary to let that kind of continue into the tournament. I mean, she won't have far to go from Eastbourne up to Wimbledon, but. I'm always a bit sceptical, but Krishishka did prove us wrong because she won uh, Strasbourg just before the Roland Garros and that didn't stop her. So, um, you know, it's it's so, so tricky, um, as we said multiple times. Um, Andreescu as well. I mean, Elise Cornet first round. That's, that's tough. I, I feel I like think that she could is, go out there. I think she could go out there. Yeah, I think that could be, you know. 10-8 in the third set potentially with with both of those players um I have to say so I mean let's look below that in the draw Serena Williams is half um you know I think this is an all right draw for Serena um but I mean I, I, I wouldn't have said Kerber would be a threat but she's just made her way into the bad Homburg final where has that come from I think that was like her, well, her first final from since 2019, I think uh, I was reading, uh, really kind of peaking at the right time. And we all know Kerber uh, has previous with Serena Williams. If that matchup does happen, um, she uh, Kerber beat Serena in the 2018 final. So, you know, if, if that does happen, who knows where that would go, that could go. But again, Serena Williams, we all know she's on her quest for a, a 24th singles Grand Slam. Um, it's quite a... Yeah, I think it's quite a nice quarter. I mean, Svitolina is the top seed but in this quarter, but she's had a largely sort of sometimes good, sometimes not so good season so far. So, you know, I think there's certainly kind of an opportunity for Serena to, I think, take this you know part of the draw by the, the scruff of the neck and, and come through it. I don't really see many, you know, big names sort of there kind of waiting for her with, with her number. I mean, an exciting matchup that could happen, I think, is Serena Williams versus Coco Goff 
in round four, which has never happened before, that would be that would be something I think for for centre court for to get excited about. But um, yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still sort of optimistic about Slam twenty four. I think you know the the pressure obviously is that you know for a lot of people for a lot of commentators that Wimbledon is is her shot like this is it's this is it and you know for some people this this will feel like Serena Williams last genuine chance because well because the draw is so open we don't have Simona Halep who you know played such flawless tennis in that final two years ago that she's not she's not there Barty has got in you know there's injury doubts and you know she's got good head-to-head records against other sort of good grass court players like you know Azarenka for example so you know for Serena Williams I, I just you know despite not having played you know a lot or any grass court tennis I think she's still going to be a force to be reckoned with it may take someone like a Belinda Bencic on a good day to un you know, to stop Serena. But I, Benchich, I feel, is very hot and cold and can throw in awful performances. So as soon as you start thinking she's onto something, she turns the other way. So um, I'm just, yeah, I I think definitely Serena is is a, a steadier prospect. And I, I, w- I would love to see her play golf in that fourth round. Um, and I, you know, that would be... I'm sure Wimbledon want that to happen. I'm sure, you know, they, just think of the TV audience for that match. Oh, um, I know. That's going to, you know, be amazing. Um, I mean, let's just have a quick look because I think Coco Goff is playing a Brit in the first round. Francesca Jones has got a wild card. Um, so that'll be quite exciting for for Fran Jones. And we've got Joe Contra as well in the top half. Um, but again, really tricky opponent in the first round, Katarina Sinyakova, who is into the um, bad Homburg final um and i know joe won nottingham but she didn't really have to play anyone of note it's fair to say mm. like the, the ranking of her opponents was quite low compared to you know even sinyaka will be a cut above i would say anyone that joe probably played in in nottingham um so oh I, I really want joe to do well but i wouldn't be surprised if she went out in first round sadly oh, i'm not sure i mean she's she's had some of her best results in tournaments at wimbledon so I wonder whether there's, uh, you know, there is an opportunity there. I think Barty is, uh, you know, is a wounded animal. <laughs> I feel like, you know, there are play- there are players out there who, you know, potentially kind of gunning for her. I don't think, yeah, she's, I definitely think she is sort of vulnerable. Um, you spoke about also British players. Fran Jones uh, has Coco Goff in the first round uh, in that second quarter. Tough one, I think, for Jones, who I think is there on a, on a wild card. But again, it will be an opportunity for her, I think, to showcase her ability. She had that fantastic start to the season at the you know the Australian Open, and you know she'll probably kind of I think approach that match with Goff, who has certainly developed uh, a lot, I think, over you know the first half of, of this season, and really kind of approach it same way probably Jack Draper will approach Novak Djokovic and just kind of go out there and try and show show the British public. Uh, all all that Fran Jones can offer. Absolutely. And we've got more Brits in the bottom half of the draw, which we'll get onto in a second. Um, The bottom half of the draw is led really by, um, well, in the top section, you've got the two Czechs, I suppose, uh, that everyone's looking at, Kvitova and Pliskova. um, In terms of, you know, we know that their games are very well suited to a grass court. Obviously, Kvitova's won this title twice. They're very experienced, uh, you know, Pliskova less so at, at slams. But I mean, Kennan is technically the top seed in this section, but well, 
when when was I mean we never really talk about Kenan at the best of times and there's zero to go on with her coming into into Wimbledon so I do feel I mean she's actually got an all right draw to come through I mean this quarter is very this quarter is very I think quite nice for anyone who finds themselves in it and I think you know with Kvitova she, I think, has re- elevated herself in this kind of section as one of the form players to beat, given her results this week. But she has got a really intriguing Grand Slam winner versus Grand Slam winner matchup against Sloane Stevens, who had a pretty, you know, pretty good French Open. And, you know, we'll be wanting, I think, to continue that. Um, I think she's very much on an, an upward kind of trajectory, but you know, I would still expect Kvitova to come through that, but it's certainly, I think, one of the, I mean, probably the the most star-studded round one matchup we have, um, you know, in, in the ladies' singles. Yeah, and although Kvitova has done well this week, I, again, I if Sloane, you know, pulls a performance out of the bag, um, I certainly think she could topple Kvitova in, in the first round. And Kvitova was very unlucky at Roland Garros, wasn't she? Because she picked up that freak injury in like the press room. So, um, but the winner of that would play potentially Heather Watson, who's got Christy Arn, a qualifier in the first round. So um, that would be great, I think, for Heather. You know, she had that really close match against Fiontech and Eastbourne this week. Arguably, Heather should have won it. She had points to go 5-1 up in the third set. So, uh I'd love to see Heather, you know, making use of her her recent good form on on grass to actually at least get to the second round, you know, to get a match up against, you know, one of those slam champions. Um, we've also got Harriet Dart in this section um, against Elise Merton. So Harriet Dart with a wild card. Uh, Jodie Burridge as well, another wild card. She's got Lauren Davis. So tough matchups for both of those. Um, I, mean, I think Dart lost to Mer- Mertens this week. Uh, she lost to Rybakina. This oh, week. sorry. Okay. But she did get a set off Rybakina. It was a closer match than it might have seemed uh, initially. She, she did serve for the second set as well um, against Rybakina. So the promising, um, quite promising uh, performance. Katie Balter as well. Um, she's in the bottom section, but she's um, got, uh, I think she's got, yeah, very winnable match. Danielle Lau qualifier, but I would say Balter is the favourite for that. I mean, Kim, let's, let's talk about this fourth quarter because... Sabalenka is the second seed and everyone on Twitter was like laughing at the section around her in the draw because it was just littered with lucky losers stroke qualifiers and you know Sabalenka surprisingly her record at Wimbledon is not great at all I don't think she's got past the second round um and I think like I think she's lucked out in terms of the the early stages of the draw the fact that she's got so many qualifiers stroke lucky losers around her i think she she certainly should be making a you know a best in career so far showing at at wimbledon but i still think there are some doubts there in terms of you know when it really comes to when it really comes to the the business end is you know is she really up for the fight and i'm just not sure now given you know what we saw at the french open yeah same i think she's always seems to come up a cropper you know, I know she lost to Pavlochenkova, who obviously reached the final in Roland Garros, but you just she can't be afford she, she needs to be the one that, you know, regardless of who she's playing, is is a dead cert to come through and she's just not giving me that confidence. So um she, I think she doesn't face a top hundred player until the third round. So she really should be at least getting to that point. 
yeah, I don't think she'll fall that early, but I just think when you look at her potential quarterfinal, could be Iga Sviontek, could be Garbina Muguruza. Um, is she winning that? Is she even getting through maybe Maria Sakkari, who did really well at the French, uh, or, or Rybakina in, in the fourth round? Like, There's some tricky names who, um, obviously Muguruza, former champion, Rybakina got to the Eastbourne semis, um, seems to be in decent form. Obviously, he had that win against Serena at the French. Like there's a handful of players. Onjabor is in this section as well. And, you know, she, she just won, um, Birmingham. So it's very tricky. Um, and, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, also, um, I'm looking for Ostapenko in the draw because she's just got into the Eastbourne final. I think actually she's in the top in half. The top half. Um, yeah. Yes. She's got Leila Annie Fernandez in first round. Yeah. But yeah, again, another, another dangerous unseeded player. Um, yeah, but yeah, your ball, as you said, is very, very, very interesting. A very, I think a lot of people expect her to do well here. Um, just wrapping up that bottom quarter, you've got Iga Sviontek, who we all know her exploits um, on, uh, yeah, at Roland Garros, doing, doing really well on, you know, generally very good uh, clay court player. Not really sure how how well she is uh, suited to, to grass. Feel like yeah, her game should should be. And she's got Suwei Shea in the first round, and a lot of people looking at that as a, a really fun. That could be a really fun encounter for the fans. I think. I think Suwei Shea's got to the third round uh, or better at Wimbledon in the last two two that two could years. Be an yeah. I feel like Iga Schwantek's still finding her feet on grass. You know, she hasn't obviously had that many matches on grass, especially not of late. I mean, has anyone? But, you know, what I saw, you know, almost losing to Heather Watson at uh, Eastbourne didn't instill me with confidence about her her form. And so I certainly would think she's an outside pick for the title. Um, she'd have to play her way into form. But interestingly, when she lost in Eastbourne, she lost very comfortably in sets two and three to, to Kazakina, I think it was. And Kazakina, I've got my eye on her as a, a very outside <laughs> pick. Uh, she's had fairly decent like form and she hasn't perhaps had massive wins, but she might be one of those players that if the top seeds fall, she could kind of clear up potentially. Just on Sviontek, she could also face Vonareva, who I think is a former finalist at Wimbledon yep. Um, yep. in round two. So, Ten years ago, I think. Yeah, which, um, you know, fair, fair play for being in the main draw. But yeah, Sviontek, let's let's wait and see him <laughs> no, don't <laughs> because... say it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, yeah it's it's certainly tricky i you know i don't think the expectation is there as much um you know on, on the grass as there is on the clay with with shiontek but certainly in that quarter i think someone someone could make a name for themselves and it could be someone who's seeded it very easily i think also could be someone who's unseeded it could even be venus williams i don't know i don't know could it be? Could Katie Swan win the uh, <laughs> title as a qualifier? She's she has made history for Britain though because she has been the first female British qualifier in twenty years to get into the main draw. Um, she she hasn't. Um, I don't think she's dropped a set in her qualifying matches. She's played pretty decent. Um, I, I may be wrong on the set, but she beat Roger Nova very easily at Roehampton today, and um, you know she's had quite a difficult time i think in the last year or so with injury so she is down at like almost 400 in the world but um yeah really good to uh, qualify she's got madison keyser in the first round which you know she could have had a better draw but i think to be honest madison keys what's she done of late i don't think she's done much so who knows 
Katie's I, I didn't realise Madison Keys, she's just got to I think the quarterfinals or better at all four Grand yep. Slams. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't really t- talk about her. She, I feel like she's quite quite inconsistent, quite I dare I say quite um invisible at, at the moment. But maybe maybe she can um you know spring a surprise here and, and go deep. But um I mean looking at the kind of round ones uh we've got in store on the women's side, we've already again spoken about some of them. Stevens Kvitova, Sviontek Shay, uh Barty, Suarez Navarro. I mean I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Kiki Burton versus Marta Kostic for some reason. I think, I think that is a very much could be could be an upset. As as could I think Cornet Andrescu. Yep, uh, Jessica Pagula's got Caroline Garcia as well. Um, I think Pagula will come through that, but it's quite a tasty match. The winner of that will play Samsonova, who uh, you know won her first title last week. And I think Muguruza Fiona Ferro. That's not easy for Muguruza. Ferro's you know, can be a piece of work on a tennis court. So uh, a lot of people as well saying, how will Tamara Zadanzek do? You know, recent semi-finalist at Roland Garros. She's got Pliskova in the first round. So uh, will she be able to continue her sort of slam form uh, in that? I, I think it's unlikely, but stranger things have happened. So um, I'm not going to say we'll wait and see, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we make some predictions for the women, Joel? Um, are you, I, I, I don't know how you're going to play this. Are you going old school? Are you going rogue winners? I cannot see this being like the French Open for some reason. I cannot see this being, you know, a couple of players we're very unfamiliar with that we were not expecting anything from to be the final, uh, you know, in just over two weeks time. I have gone old school and I'm sticking to players who have shown their pedigree on grass courts in the past. And that's why my two semifinals uh, I've got Azarenka versus Serena Williams in the top half. And I've got Kvitova versus Garbina Muguruza in the bottom semifinals. So I've got a bit of a throwback vibe going on, I think, with my two semifinals. Wow. Yes, uh, definitely quite a throwback. <laughs> I, I, I really want to predict Muguruza, but every time I do, she never does anything. So I'm avoiding her this this tournament. Um, I've gone slightly different. I'm still sort of umming and ahhing, but I'm just going to go with my first pick. I think from the top half, I'm, I've am i got it between sort of Azarenka, Sinyakova, Kazakina and Ostapenko. And I'm actually going to go for Kazakina, uh, a bit rogue. And then I've got Kerber, I think. Um, I think she's going to come through against Serena. I think Kerber's going to go on a bit of a run. Um and then my bottom half, I've gone for Elise Mertens, uh, purely because she's quite a consistent player and I sort of struggle to, I just feel like she, that consistency is going to come through and be rewarded. I feel like Kvitova might might fall and uh, I can, you know, I'm just not convinced really. Um, so Kvitova I've, might go into another press conference. And well, she might, yes. Um, <laughs> I think she'll be looking extra carefully at where she's walking. Uh, I've got Rybakina actually in my other semi-final uh, from the bottom half, based on the fact that she's reached the Eastbourne semis um, and did did well at the French. Um, so I've got a final between Kazatkina and Rybakina. <laughs> Have I gone mad, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're, you've been on the pims a little bit too early there. Um, so Kazatkina, Rybakina final. Who's your champion? Uh, Kazatkina. Why not? I, th- I think okay. this is very out there, but 
you know, who would have thought Krachitskova? There we go. True, that is very true. I, I mean, I've gone completely the opposite. Uh, I've gone for a Serena Williams Garbina Muguruza final, and I've got Ooh, Serena Williams being the champion, winning Slam twenty four. Um, yeah, I'm just a bit. I'm 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 filled with confidence after her performance at the French Open. I think if it's going to happen, it's got to happen here. I think she knows that, and the fact that. You know, Simona Halep isn't there and uh, there are just, yeah, I think there's just a massive chasing pack. And I just think that her form and an experience here, I think is going to see her through. And even if she does come up against someone like Kerber, I think she's, I think she's going to be able to, to win that. So yeah, I've got, I'm going for, I'm all in for Serena 24. It'll be like we're back in time won't it if she if she wins again it's like the whole world may change there might be a pandemic but serena will still win <laughs> wimbledon um okay one last prediction joel last british player standing in the yes. singles because we'll probably do but much better in the doubles as per um uh, I've got Evans, Evans round four uh oh. i think nori is is the better form player at the moment but i think he comes up against federer in round three so uh i'm i've I'm expecting Evans to get for round f- to round four. I know, I know what you're going to say to me. I know he has not done well in slams in the past, and he's done better on the on the tour itself. But I just, I just think he, the draw he's got, I think he should be getting to round four. To be fair though, Dan Evans did get to the fourth round. Oh no, was it the third? It was the third round when he lost to Zhao Salza on oh, that Saturday night. Yeah. yeah, that was really dramatic. I remember being there watching that. Um, Yes. Uh, no, that's fair enough. I've gone for Cam Norrie, though. Just um, round three, I think he'll, yeah, we'll lose to Fed, sadly. But um, I, I think he, he's he's doing good at Slam, so I'm going to go with Cam. Um, let's have a quick, just quickly mention the doubles. Um, obviously, there's a load of Brits uh, got, getting wildcard into the uh, the doubles, both the, the men's and women's side. Uh, interestingly, there's no uh, Serena or Venus in the doubles, in the women's doubles anyway. Haven't seen the mixed draw that hasn't been been done yet. So we won't be seeing them, you know, pairing up uh, as we have done in the past. Um, I'm just wondering, I think for the women's doubles, I'm, I'm just intrigued to see if Krichichka and Sinyakova can do the, the Roland Garros Wimbledon double because they did it. I think three years ago. So I'm just intrigued to see if they can, they can do it again. Um, and then on the men's side, I'm, well, Mektic and Pavic have just won Eastbourne. And you'd have to say now that they're back and they are, they are <laughs> ruled out from, through COVID, you'd have to say that they are the top, you know, the absolute faves. They will no doubt be putting themselves in a bubble within a bubble within a bubble um, to protect themselves, given what happened at the French Open. Um, yeah, the Sissipas brothers in on a wild card. I know controversial. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke, isn't it? In the podcast, the Sissipas brothers. Um, I mean, interestingly, that that does mean one of the top male contenders in Stefanos Sissipas uh, is playing the doubles, which doesn't happen too often um i mean i 100 have them losing in round one of the, the men's doubles so i don't actually think it's going to make much of a difference um but it's it's nice to see it's something that we don't really see or we see more of i think on the the ladies side than the men's side so um yeah but you know could we have a male british males doubles champion i mean if we if we do it feels like it it could happen with joe salisbury maybe jamie murray and bruno suarez i definitely think we've got some contenders in there well, Jamie Murray, if he does win, he might, you know, have words with with the Olympic selection because he's oh, he's been omitted from the British Olympic team. So, which I think is a bit 
rude but um there we go <laughs> um i'm personally quite intrigued by the lopez's they are back playing together mark and feliciano uh freddie nilson one of my faves is in action and a uh, cab nori is playing with jaume munar which i saw them play like two years ago and i really enjoyed them as a as a partnership so i'm um, looking forward to seeing a bit of doubles hopefully um weather and draw permitting next week um but yeah i think well that kind of brings us to a close almost almost um for today we have got our collector set to announce now which i'm sure most listeners have been just waiting for us to get to it's the most important part of the podcast (laughs) obviously um and yeah for anyone who hasn't played before it's a little fun predictions game where we throw out six names and we want everyone to guess which round these players are going to get to in the competition so whether that's the first round the quarterfinals the final whether they'll win um we just need you to tell us basically which round you think they'll they'll reach and then whoever gets the most correct answers will win a very uh, coveted passing shot mug uh they're getting they're getting pretty famous joel i have to say they're doing the rounds on twitter these they're days worldwide, aren't they? yeah indeed watch this space um so we've chosen three men and three women um for wimbledon 2021 joel would you like to do the big reveal so our six picks for collector set wimbledon 2021 on the men's side we are going with Stefano Sitsipas, Matteo Berrettini, and Andy Murray. And on the women's side, we have got Petra Kvitova, Elena Rybakina, and Coco Goff. So those are our those are our six picks: Sitsipas, Berrettini, Murray, Kvitova, Rybakina, Goff. So what you need to do is let us know what round or if you think they're going to win the competition, uh, let us know uh, before play starts on Monday to be in with a chance of winning a very sexy, very coveted passing shot mug. Indeed. And we'll also announce ours. Uh, We'll have some we'll have a a thought. Uh, process about it i think (laughs) over the weekend we'll announce ours um on our first catch up on tuesday we will have done them before the start of play don't worry we're not cheating but we'll just announce them um matter because uh, you know as always our our predictions are are terrible so we'll just have to wait and see i mean kim before we finish this mammoth episode uh let's let's quickly just mention diana yastremska the 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 saga it is the saga is over yeah and they well basically for anyone who doesn't know she's had this doping ban because uh, of a banned substance was found in her urine and she's appealed it and the tribunal have said that actually she's not at fault she wasn't negligent and she's eligible to compete again immediately Hurrah. um so they obviously bought her story <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i think is she in the wimbledon draw i think she was trying to play oh no she's i think she's out of wimbledon but yeah, yeah she's gonna be back on back on tour so i think she can help put you know she can put this nightmare behind her and just get back to i mean get back to playing some ten- tennis she's probably probably quite relieved about it yeah i'm sure she's thrilled and, and over the moon and uh, i was wondering if if it had come in just in time for wimbledon but it, it hasn't so um yes uh, let's just quickly touch upon i think we've kind of roughly mentioned as we've gone along but uh, a couple of finals obviously happening tomorrow uh in mallorca we have got um daniel medvedev against sam query and sam query actually we haven't even mentioned in the draw like he is a former wimbledon semi-finalist so he um 
you know, is potentially one to watch as well in in the main draw. But um, yeah, Medvedev query. To be honest, I think that could go either way. Um, I expect Medvedev will come through, but um, they kind of will just want to get that done, hop on the first plane to London and, and settle in, won't they? Um, and then in the Eastbourne, uh, which is a joint tournament, we've got Sonigo against Alex de Menor in the final. And um, Sonigo, interestingly, Joel, already won a grass court event uh, in Antalya two years ago, which I had completely forgotten. So, you know, he's uh, a bit more nifty on grass than I actually thought he was. We saw him at Queen's um, last week, didn't we? Um he looked a little bit bambi on ice, didn't he? Yes, I think he's obviously improved a little bit since then, uh, found, finding his feet. Um, and Dumanor obviously going well, very solid, and has a career high as well at the moment in the rankings. And then for the women, we've got an Ostapenko Contivate final in Eastbourne. Um, Ostapenko came through um, against Rybakina quite comfortably earlier. And Contivate had a bit of a weird like match um because Camilla Georgie who who has done really well this week um had a lot of long matches come through qualifying she retired um kind of all of a sudden uh 5-4 down in the first set so um bit of a disappointing day i think for the women really they had a really epic day of quarterfinals on friday but um, on thursday sorry but today it was a bit one-sided and and short-lived but um an all baltic final awaits tomorrow in eastbourne and then, as we just said, we've got Kerber in the final in Bad Homburg against Sinyakova. So, well, again, I feel like that could go either way too. But uh, <laughs> I'm just intrigued if Sinyakova is doing a Krajicikova. I know that's so that's so funny that it that you know they're doubles partners and yeah, Sinyakova, who we again we don't really know as a, as a singles player. I think, you know, she's around sort of 50, 60 in the world um, in the singles ranking. Yeah, getting to the finals. So, you know, that could be a very tough test for Conta. Um, let's wait and see. <laughs> oh, God. We, we should probably have a wait and see jar, shouldn't we? Um, but um, yes, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to this Wimbledon draw preview pod. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us to stay up to date on all things Wimbledon over the coming two weeks. We will, of course, be doing our round-by-round coverage. We will be starting our round-by-round coverage on Tuesday with round one. So I hope you can join us for that. So make sure you subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher. And if you have been enjoying listening to the show and you want to help the show out, make sure to leave us a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on social media if you don't already. We are on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Passing Shop Pod. So do give us a like, uh, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, you know, it's going to be Wimbledon fortnight. And uh, many of your friends probably don't perhaps follow tennis all year round. Um, so it's the perfect time for them to to give us a follow and start doing so. Uh, but you can also get in contact with us via email if you prefer as well. PassingShotPod at gmail.com. And we will be back with our first round by round Wimbledon catch up on Tuesday evening for round one. So I hope you can join us for that. In the meantime, start thinking about your kind of collector set and get that to us. And uh, we will we will see you on the other side. I hope you can join us for that round one catch up on Tuesday and we will see you again soon.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 